What's up everyone? Kevin here from Skywatcher and welcome to another episode of the What's Up webcast. We take a look at everything from what's up in the nighttime sky to equipment to helpful tips and tricks. And of course at the end of the month we have a special guest on to talk about their specialty in the field of astronomy. Um, last week we were out of town at NIAC and NEF. If you've never been to them you should probably go sometime. I uh, hope you all enjoyed last week's episode for F-Ratios. I did see there was a lot of people who enjoyed it, um, so hopefully that was uh, good for everybody. Uh, we were going to do a video of today and all the NIAC highlights, but we figured it was a lot easier just to do a live episode. We could talk and ask questions, so the chat is open if any of you want to throw any thoughts or questions out there. Um, keep it civil, and uh, yeah. Uh, if you like what you see here at the What's Up webcast, please go ahead and subscribe. Leave a like on a video. Uh, if you have an idea for a future episode, please email us at info at skywatcherusa.com. Title the email, What's Up, and let us know what your idea is for a future episode. Uh, please note it does take a bit of time to plan these, so if you don't see your idea come up quickly, um, it is still in the queue, and we will get to it. Um, Everyone who's waiting on totem patches for last month, uh, we will get those out now that we are back from Neath. Uh, hopefully in the next week or two, we'll start shipping those out, but they are going to be on their way here in the near future. Um, as far as Skywatcher swag, you can always go over to skywatcher.threadless.com and pick up a bunch of cool Skywatcher swag, uh, whether it's shirts, pants, shoes, all kinds of cool nifty things um, that can match up to your Skywatcher hardware. Um, so you can go over to threadless, uh, skywatch.threadless.com and pick up some cool stuff there. Now, uh, let's get to it. Um, the way today is going to work is we're basically going to go over all the cool stuff that we saw at Neef, stuff that I think you guys would like to know about if you didn't get to go. Um, so we're going to talk about some hardware. I will let you know there are some of this stuff is prototypes, um, and I don't know all the details about it. If you want to know more about the particular item that we're talking about, please just reach out to the actual company and ask them all the questions that you want. We're just giving you what we saw, what we thought was cool. I'm sure I missed something in this presentation, um, but here's what we saw. Here's what we thought was cool. Some specifications on it. If you want to know more, please go and contact the company directly um, for that. Okay, NIAC and NEF. If you're not familiar with any of this, you should be. Um, so just so you know what these are, the Northeast Advanced Imaging Conference, or NIAC, uh, takes place the Thursday and Friday before NEF. Um, and then NEF is the Northeast Astronomy Forum. It is the largest astronomy equipment display in the United States, actually in North America. Um, it's generally held at Rockland Community College, which is in Suffern, New York, um, every April. And it was quite warm this year uh, for April in New York. Um, a lot of companies launch new products to showcase them there at the show. Um, so that is a big advantage of going to the show. And also a lot of stuff is on sale. Uh, Teleview actually was doing their BLEM sale. Again, if you're not familiar with a Teleview Blem sale, Teleview once a year at Neef generally brings out some cosmetic seconds and sells them at a very steep discount. Um, you can really score a nice eyepiece um, from that. A lot of my lenses are actually Teleview Blems. I could not tell you what the blemish is. Um, 
I think they're quite hard on themselves as far as what they consider a blend, but that's Teleview and they keep their quality top notch. Um, that's a huge thing that happens at Neef is you can basically get a major deal on a nice Teleview lens. Um, but that was also cool. Uh, but generally, we uh, announce new products at these shows or showcase what's being developed, uh, like prototypes and such. Um, so there's a lot of cool things to see. Um, the picture that you see here, this is the Skywatcher booth at Neef this year. Um, I would also like to thank everyone who came up to us during the last four days of the show, um, or through the entirety of the show, and just was very supportive of the webcast. It was nice to meet a lot of you. Um but thank you for the kind words. We definitely appreciate um, you coming up and saying hi. And uh, it lets us know that we're doing a good job. So it's it was very appreciative. Okay, let's get going. If you have, again, um, I'm going to break these down by company. Uh, I didn't go to every single company and check out what they were doing. Um, but uh, from what I heard and saw, I bounced around to all the new stuff that I could think of. Got some pictures. And now we're going to talk about it. Um, uh, so first, obviously the best company ever and, um, the one that you should pay attention the most, um, is us. No, I'm just kidding, but it is our webcast. So we're going to start it first. So, uh, Skywatcher again, our two big products that you guys already know about that we showcased there was Star Adventure GTI. This is of course our little go-to version of the Star Adventure, holds 11 pounds, built-in Wi-Fi, has a hand controller port, USB port for full control. Um, I surprisingly did not have a picture of our setup there, but uh, for this, uh, full go-to capabilities. And if you're wondering when the heck you're gonna see them, well, the shipments are starting to come in this month, next month, and into June and July. Um, if you are actually looking for a Star Adventure GTI and you want one quickly, I would recommend that you order just the mount head and adapt it to the photographic tripod of your choice uh, using the 3.8 thread. If you're going to stick around and wait for the whole kit, which I understand, it's gonna be a little bit harder to get them, uh, but there are more mount head kits coming in than the full tripod setup. So you can get the head, put it on your favorite tripod, you'll probably get one faster, but they are very close to arriving if you've had one on order for a while, you're probably not going to be waiting much longer. Um, so that's the Star Adventure GTI. These can go all the way down to zero degrees latitude because they have two positions for the counterweight bar. If you're coming to Texas Star Party, uh, which is cool because Trevor Jones and Night Sky Ash, who's actually in the chat right now, Trevor's wife, Ashley, um, will be coming to Texas Star Party with us and we're going to have star adventure gti's there so you can see them and try them out um and not just stare at them on a showroom floor um but yeah texas is just under four weeks away for texas star party for coming to that stop by the booth um say hi and actually see some of these products so uh that's a star adventure gti uh we had that on display and of course our big new thing was the cq 350 uh the cq 350 is our heavy duty field mount, if you will. 77 pound payload capacity, built-in hub for cable management, belt drive homing sensors. The mount head's 33 pounds, tripod's 34 and a half pounds, which means it's lighter than an EQ6 and it holds more. Um, it also has a DV saddle and it can go down to 10 degrees latitude um, as well. We had two of these on display. The two that were at Neef are on their way to Texas 
right now. So um, they will be there as well if you want to stop by and say hi and see at the Star Party. Um, but the CQ350s and the Star Adventure GTIs will be out on the field at Texas Star Party. So come on by and say hi and take a look at it. Um, those were our big things. Of course, we also had our Quattro 150. We had a Virtuoso GTI as well as the fleet of Skywatcher mounts and a representative of all the major lines in our lineup. If you want to go more, know more about all that, you can either go back into the episode library and you can check out all the episodes dedicated to those individual products. And of course, you can go on our website at skywatchusa.com if you want to know about the specs, availability, and all that other fun stuff for those particular items. So, that was the Star Adventure booth. Um, Star Adventure. Skywatcher booth. Um, so we're glad for everybody who came by, saw what we got, had a good time. Now, let's get into all the other stuff that was there um, because we've already clearly talked about the important things. Um, number one, astrophysics. Um, so the funny thing here is a lot of people think that we as vendors are highly competitive and we're out to destroy all the competitions. And that would be completely true. But at the same time, we're all very good friends in this industry. The telescope industry is very small in comparison and it's very tight knit. So when we go to these shows as vendors, we're there of course to see you and show you all the new things. But at the end of the day, we're also there to see our friends. Um, so it was great to see a lot of our vendor friends there, especially some of them that we haven't seen since before COVID. Um, everyone seems to be doing well, um, but it was great to get out there and see what everyone has basically created over the last few years. Um, so it's pretty cool. So Astrophysics was there. Um, and of course they're showing off their new uh, 110 Starfire GTX refractor. Um, I would love one of these as I'm sure many, many, many of you would as well. So the 110 GTX Starfire um, is a 110 millimeter triplet APO refractor. It's F6, which gives you a 660 millimeter focal length and it's 12 pounds. Um, why is this a particularly nice scope? Well, it's astrophysics and every single one of them is handmade. Um, you did have to get on the lottery list, which opened up a couple weeks ago. It's now closed. Um, so the first major run of this telescope is spoken for essentially and if you've gotten on the list i've already been informed by astrophysics that they are already starting to notify people who are on who made the lottery so if you're on the list and you got your name in there they are starting to pull names at random and hopefully you will get yours so just be prepared um you might be getting the call um now, what's cool about the 110 GTX is it's designed specifically around the IMX 455, uh, which is basically a ZWO 6200 and all the variations of different QHY 600, whatever the company is, the IMX 455 sensor, which is the high resolution 60 megapixel full frame chip that's popular right now. This telescope is designed specifically to illuminate and handle that sensor. Um, it does have a optional 0.83x reducer, which drops the telescope to f5 and allows you to use that very large full frame sensor um, and gives you very tight spot sizes to support those tiny little 3.75 micron pixels. So if you did get your name in the list, 
good for you. Um, and basically be prepared because they are starting to notify people of the 110. Congratulations to any of you who actually get one. Um, for those of you who are not on the list or did not get your name into the lottery or don't get pulled and you ask how to get one, the short answer is you don't. That's basically how that works. Um, or you wait for them to make another run if they do another run. So that's how astrophysics works when it comes to their telescopes. They do very limited batches and you basically have to wait until your name gets pulled on the list. So a um, little different business model, but that's how they do it. Uh, so that was the big uh, thing from astrophysics was the 110 Starfire GTX. It's beautiful. Um, very well machined, very tight tolerances. I'm sure the optics are second to none. The one you see in the picture there is serial number one. Um, and it will be going probably to a new owner here very soon. So good for them. And, uh, yeah, anybody who gets one, I think you'll really enjoy that telescope. All right, moving down the list. Uh, Celestron, uh, for anybody who needs to know, Celestron is our sister company and we pick on each other constantly. Um, but they were there in force. They had the biggest booth there and they had a bunch of new stuff there too. But some of the cool things, uh, number one is star sense auto guider. Um, many of you are familiar with, uh, star sense auto align, which has been out for a few years now, which basically allows your telescope to align and plate solve on the sky. It's an addition that you can actually put on, uh, any Celestron mount. Um, and they do have a variation of it for Skywatcher as well if you want your mount to auto align. This, however, evolves. Whoops. This is an evolution of that. And basically, what this is, is it's just like Star Sense auto align, except now it also automatically auto guides your telescope as well. Um, so it's got a longer focal length lens on there. It can have filters mounted to it. Uh, it will automatically align your Celestron mount via plate solving. And then once it's on target, it will start to auto guide. Um, and there's a full way you can go through and do it. it does use the Sony IMX290 monochrome sensor. So it's a very sensitive guide system. Um, and this will work with pretty much most of the Celestron line. You can always go over to them, uh, over to their website or give them a call and actually find out more about the auto guider. I spelled auto guider wrong. Thanks a lot, me. Um, it's gonna bug me, so we're gonna fix it really quick because I'm never doing this presentation again. So bear with me really quick. File, save as. Changing on the fly. There goes the hard drive. Boop. All right, so that's all fixed. Good for us. Okay, continuing on. Uh, that's the StarSense Auto-Align. Did I just screw up my presentation? Nope. Um, if you want to know more about StarSense Auto-Guider, please go over to Celestron's website, give them a call at tech support, and actually ask them because I don't know all the ins and outs of it. It does a lot of cool, fancy stuff, um, but now you don't need to just align uh, your telescope. It will actually start to guide your telescope. So uh, it does use a very sensitive monochrome sensor as well, so it's good for all kinds of things. Uh, but go over to their website, find out more if this is something that interests you. Uh, next up is the Skymaster Pro ED binoculars. Um, these are very nice. Um, if any of you are familiar with the Skymaster series from Celestron, they're pretty affordable, large aperture binoculars. Probably their most well-known one is the 15 by 70s. Um, they're fairly light for what they are. 
Uh, but they're very nice binoculars. They've been out for a long time, though. Well, they have finally updated these to the Pro-ED versions, which use ED optics, so they're APO lenses. Uh, they come in three sizes, 7x50, 15x70, and 20x80s. Um, I got to use the 7x50s, and they are sharp. These are very clean binoculars. They feel very good in your hand. They spent a lot of time really getting the housings of these things um, to really work well. Um, and they feel great. Um, I didn't try the 70s. Someone else was using them at the time, but the 50s were very good. I actually wouldn't mind a pair of these, um, either the 7x50s or 15x70s or both if you happen to have the budget. They're not terribly expensive either. They're a few hundred bucks. Um, but they're very nice. They feel very good. What's cool about them, though, is that the eyepiece in the back there are threaded for filters. So you could use like Oxygen 3s or UHCs. Um, and they actually fit inside the eye guards uh, there. So it looks really good. And then it has that capability to add those filters onto them. But these are very comfortable um, to handhold. And, of course, the bigger ones, like the 70s and the 80s, um, have tripod mounts because obviously they're rather big and rather large. And when you're talking 15x and 20x for magnification, it's a lot to handhold um, without noticing some kind of shake. Um, so all three models can be tripod mounted. Um, 15 by 70 and the 7 by 50s are both very good to handhold. They're very comfortable. You can work with gloves with them. Um, but these are very nice binoculars. So if you're looking for a really nice set that's not going to be terribly expensive, these are very nice and they're just starting to come out. I would recommend checking out the specifications on Celestron's website or give them a call and ask uh, more about them. But they are very nice binoculars. I highly recommend them. I will probably pick up a pair myself because they are very well built. Uh, so those that was pretty much it for Celestron. They did have some of their new Star Sense Explorer Dobbs there as well, as well as a lot of their other uh, hardware. Uh, but these were two big things that they were announcing there at the show. Uh, so it was very cool to see all of that, be able to touch and feel and see all of it. Lunt Solar Systems. Now I will let you know that it is about to get ridiculous with solar equipment, whether you're buying from Lunt, Daystar, Coronado, whoever. Um, if you're looking to get solar equipment for the October eclipse this year and April eclipse next year, and you haven't done it yet, you better get on the ball now um, because I've talked to the solar companies and things are getting busy, busy, busy. So do not wait if you are actually serious about getting some of this stuff. Uh, so Lunt Solar Systems was the only one, only solar company that really had something like really, really new there. Um, they were announcing, well, they have announced it back in January, but uh, they were actually showcasing the new LS40 double stack. Um, if you have a Lunt 40, uh, there is now a double stack filter for it. Basically, it's an additional Edelon um, that mounts up to the front of the existing Edelon that you have on the LS40. Uh, this allows it to double stack when you put two Edelons together. That's called double stacking. Um, it reduces the band pass to about 0.5 angstroms, which greatly improves surface detail and contrast. So um, this is a addition that you can put on any LS40. Um, you just buy it and they'll pop it on there and it's pretty cool. Um, so that's what they were there for. Unfortunately, it never actually cleared up enough to do some good solar observing this year. 
Um, Neath is very well known for its solar star party that takes place outside, and there is a fleet of equipment that is out there. Um, it's, it's an arsenal, really, of equipment that's out there. Um, but we didn't get a chance to get out there um, to use any of it. But uh, there is the double stack 40 is a cool little thing, especially if you're just getting into solar uh, and H alpha on a budget. The LS 40 is something to definitely take a look at. But now there is a double stack filter for it. So you can pop that contrast up a lot. So that's what they were showing off there. That's the LS 40 double stack. If you are interested in learning more about this, I would recommend going over to Lunt Solar Systems and asking them about it. Availability, pricing, all that is on their website, um, as well as any more questions you might need to ask. Uh, so that was Lunt. Uh, Pegasus Astro. Uh, many of you are familiar with Pegasus because of their power boxes. Uh, they were showing off some of the newer stuff there um, that's been announced. Uh, they were also showing off their Nix harmonic mount, which has, I believe, started to ship. Um, this one's kind of cool. It's got a little bit more payload capacity. Uh, this is one of the harmonic mounts, you know, very similar to Rainbow and the AM mounts from uh, ZWO. Uh, but it holds about 44 pounds of payload. It only weighs 14 pounds. Um, it does have some very nice threaded connections on the back of the right ascension which gives it some really secure fits for power and all of the cabling that it needs to run. Um, so it's very well built. Um, it's a bit larger than the AM5, um, but I was impressed with the build quality on this thing. I'm surprised there's not more of them out there at this point. Um, it does have built-in Wi-Fi. It does have a pole master mount, which is also cool. So they are thinking, excuse me, about uh different accessories that you can put on it as well as some of their hardware as well but that is the nix uh 101 harmonic mount that uh, is from pegasus i believe they are starting to ship now it does have a dv saddle so you can put pretty much anything you want on it and with a 44 pound payload any logical refractor under probably 130 millimeters or smaller um is a very very nice contender um with this mount so uh, they did have a range of tripods as well as peer extensions to support it. Um, so there is a lot of accessories that can handle this mount. Um, so something to take a look at, especially if you're looking for one of those lighter weight harmonic uh, mounts there. So it's a pretty cool system. Plane Wave. Um, Plane Wave always comes to Neef and Niak, and they are the upper echelon of equipment that is on the showroom floor. And they generally have a smaller booth, and their booth is worth more than most of the booths there with only two telescopes in it. That was the pretty much the exact same thing that happened this year. Um, at Niak, I did get to talk with them. They were showing off some information about the... Um, new 1.5 meter that they're going to be working on so if you're look if you're uh in a professional observatory and you're looking for a 1.5 meter telescope plane wave is now starting to look at building those of course they already make the plane wave one meter which is they're all over the place actually um but one of the new things that they unveiled at the show is the delta row 500 um if you're not familiar with what a delta row is, delta rows are a new astrograph that's coming out of plane wave. They started with the delta row 350 a couple of years ago, and they're actually starting to ship them now. 
Uh, that's a 14-inch F3 corrected Cassegrain. Um, stubby little thing, all carbon fiber, very impressive. Um, but it'll set you back about $19,000 for one of those. So why not do a bigger one? Um, so the Delta Row 500 was actually announced at NEF this year. Um, that's a 20-inch F3 corrected Cassegrain. Um, so 20-inch aperture. Focal length is 1,537 millimeters. It's 70 millimeter image circle on a fixed primary mirror. You can get the optional focuser and rotators available, and you're probably going to want an L500 or L600 because these are about 150 pounds um, fully loaded. So you're going to need a big big mount um the tube by itself is about fifty-five thousand dollars for one of these um this is really for the absolute hardcore uh imager um also for satellite surveillance and uh space situational awareness uh, that's basically what delta rows are designed to do um for tracking space junk essentially but they are amazing for astrophotography as well if you're willing to spend the cash for one. Uh, but the 20 inch was very impressive. It's a large stubby looking thing. Um, and then looking down the barrel, you get the primary and the secondary and all the optics in there, but it is quite an instrument. And with today's modern cameras, like a 6200 or a 461, these really big CMOS cameras that are coming out, uh, one of these 20 inch or 14 inch F3 Delta Rose would be very, very impressive uh, to have. So, or have access to uh, but that's the delta row 500 if you have exceedingly deep pockets um you can go get a hold of one you're looking we kind of calculated this if you're looking to get one of these you're a going to want an observatory and b you're probably looking at about 85 to ninety thousand dollars for a complete setup by the time you get the delta row 500 and l500 mount the focuser rotators and the camera you're you're just under a hundred K for that setup. So definitely not for the faint of heart, but they will sell them um, especially for uh, various projects that are out there looking for particular instruments like this. But if you just happen to be an amateur astronomer or you just won the Powerball or the lottery or whatever it is, wherever you are, good luck. Cause these are pretty cool. But that was probably one of the biggest highlights. Um, definitely one of the top dollar uh, things on uh, display there at Neef, and it's pretty impressive to watch these L mounts just throw a 150 pound tube around because they are direct drive. There's no gears in them, um, and they're fast. So anyway, that was probably the most expensive setup there. I will not be getting one. Uh, Prima Lucha Labs. Uh, this was actually pretty funny. So a few weeks ago, we did a video on the Prima Lucha Eagle, particularly the Eagle Four. And I made a comment that, watch, I will do this and they will come out with an Eagle 5. Sure enough, an hour after that webcast was over, got a text from Prima Lucha Labs showing me a prototype Eagle 5. Didn't know it was happening up until they said that after that episode. And what do you know, they had an Eagle 5 at the show. So uh, if you're not familiar with what an Eagle is, an Eagle is a computer that rides on your telescope and controls everything. And it's completely customizable because it's a Windows based system. These have been out for a while now. Um, obviously we're on the, now the fifth generation of Eagle. 
and they're definitely a worthwhile investment especially if you're a serious astrophotographer or you're trying to run a remote observatory these allow you to have full control over your system with power and all kinds of things so the eagle 5 is no exception of that but the difference here is the eagle 5s have way more power and they're using a lot better processors now so there's three versions of the eagle 5 there's the 5s the 5 pro and the 5 extreme um, the 5s you're looking at 8 gigs of ram 250 gigs of ssd and that's running an intel i3 dual core uh, processors pretty good um, then you have the 5 pro you're basically doubling the ram so 16 gigs of ram 500 gigs of ssd and an intel i5 uh, core processor my camera um so if you're looking to process in a remote observatory um, and transfer your data over i'd probably be looking at like a 5 pro at minimum and then the newest edition is actually the extreme um, the 5 extreme is 32 gigs of ram um, two terabyte ssd drive and a ryzen 3 quad core uh, processor um, i've been very impressed with the ryzen stuff um, actually the tower that is running this webcast right now is a Ryzen board um, and processor it does very well and with 32 gigs of RAM this thing can stack some major data very quickly um, so if you're at a remote observatory and you want to do like your initial processing remotely and then just transfer the stacked files the 5 extreme is quite a computer to have and then it also allows you to manage all the power and the USBs of your entire system. So it's very cool. Um, also has faster Ethernet. And all models now feature their SkyEye sensor, which allows you to do SQM readings of all the sky, wherever that's pointing. So uh, the Eagles are very cool if you're looking to have full control over your telescope. And especially if you're running this a remote system, rather than putting a whole tower and computer in your observatory, this whole th this little thing can actually handle all of it and give you complete remote capability with it. So if you have an observatory, an Eagle is definitely worth having. And now they're on the fifth generation. So there's all three models there. If you want to know more, you can go over to Prima Lucha Labs and check out all the specifications and the nitty gritty of all of that. And they have a lot of matching accessories, including focusers and rotators and um dew heater control and now they have their new flat panels um as well and all kinds of cool little things to go along with the eagle control system so if you're looking for the ultimate way to control your system the eagles are the way to do it um but yeah go over to prima luce and you can check out all the information on that and enjoy the fifth generation of the eagles now, our friends from Star Arizona were there. Star Arizona hasn't been to Neef in a while, and we were finally able to get them to come out of the desert and come hang out with us in the frozen north of New York. And it wasn't frozen this year. It was actually quite warm, very similar to here in Arizona. So apparently we brought the desert weather with us. Um, but Star Arizona was there. It was great to have Scott and Steve there. Hi, Scott and Steve. Um, they were obviously showcasing you know, their Nexus correctors, the Hyperstar, um, all their fun little gadgets that they actually make, as well as a collection of new optical accessories that are coming out. Um, so here's what they had besides what their normal stuff is. So they have a brand new coma corrector coming out. It's a two inch barrel. Uh, this is a one X coma corrector. So it's designed to work on any general Newtonian, especially for astrophotography. 
it's corrected up to APS-C size sensors and it doesn't actually affect your focal length or focal ratio of your telescope. So if you want a coma corrector that does not shift the F ratio at all for imaging, this new one's actually coming out. Again, if you need to know anything about these upcoming accessories, you need to talk to them directly. So go ahead and talk to Star Arizona. Um, they'll be happy to help you with any of that. The first one, again, like I said, is their coma corrector. It's a five element uh, coma corrector, 1x correction. So there's no addition to the focal length like some of the competing ones. Uh, new one that's coming out is a two inch full frame field flattener. This one's very cool. Um, the field flattener is this guy right here with the silver ring. Uh, that silver knurled ring is a lock ring because it actually threads out and you can adjust the position of spacing for your particular focal length on your telescope to get it exactly to where you need it to be. And then everything beyond that's 55 millimeters back focus. So it makes it very easy. Um, it does have a two inch nose piece, but it also has threads if you want to thread into it. Um, so it's pretty customizable and it's a very cool uh, piece of kit and it's designed to handle full frame sensors um, and it can use on a wide variety of telescopes as well. Um, so they were showcasing that, which is pretty cool. Uh, they also have a brand new inch and a quarter Barlow lens uh, that's coming out. It's a 2X if you're using it as a standard visual Barlow, but if you are imaging, it has the ability to be whether which position and how you set it up, it can be four different uh, magnification capabilities, 1.5x, 2x, 2.4x, and 2.8x um, for imaging. So uh, very cool if you're doing planets, lunar, solar, uh, this new uh, Barlow they have coming out uh, should be pretty cool for any of you who are doing that type of photography and giving you that full control with all those magnification factors in there. Uh, so if you want to know more about that, please let's call Star Arizona and pick their brains about it. Lastly, from Star Arizona is their highly sought after and coveted Night Owl. Uh, this is for Schmidt Cassegrain owners. This is a 0.4x reducer corrector, which basically means it drops your typical F10 Schmidt to 0.4 or F4, uh, which is crazy. Uh, this has a 22 millimeter image circle, so it's good for like the 533 sensors or like four third sensors. And there's going to be two models, standard and Edge HD. Uh, this has been in the works for a while, and now they're getting pretty close to releasing it um, there. So if you do have a Schmidt Cassegrain and you want to speed it up, but you don't want to spend a bunch of money on like a Hyperstar, um, and you have a smaller chip camera, or you're doing live stack imaging, and you don't want to take the corrector, uh, the Schmidt, uh, bleh, the secondary out and put a hyperstar on you can get one of these night owls and actually pop them on the back like a typical schmidt uh reducer and now you've dropped your telescope to f4 um, but just be aware that these are designed for smaller sensors particularly four thirds and smaller um, so if you're running 571 APS-C cameras you might have a little bit of trouble with it but it's there and that is on the way. So those are four new accessories that Star Arizona was coming out with and showcased there at the show. They also have a bunch of really cool stickers um, as well, which if you get a shipment from Star Arizona, odds are you're going to get a sticker in the box um, as well. And they're all different. Um, 
But yeah, those are some of the new accessories from Star Arizona there. If you have any questions, go give them a call and pick their brain about it. I don't know when these are shipping or what their prices are, but yeah, we're looking at a brand new coma corrector, a new full frame field flattener, 2X Barlow for visual, and then a variety of different ones for imaging. And then of course, finally the 0.4X Night Owl uh, reducer corrector. So pretty cool stuff. Uh, Software Bisque was showing off their new Series 6 uh, mounts. Um, the Series 6 have a new MKS 6000 board, and it's available on the Mighty, the MX, and the ME. Um, they also have optional absolute encoders for these now. Uh, be prepared to spend a fair amount of money if you want the encoders on these because the encoders are expensive. Uh, they've upgraded the VersaPlate, which is the mounting saddle. They've got new connectors on there, higher amperage connectors. Um, and then the red portions of the mount are now a powder coat, uh, finish instead of the anodized. So it reduces the amount of fading that happens in the sun. Um, so something to check out. Uh, they also have their new helium mounts or helium tripod, the larger ones. Um, what you see there in the picture there, it's a very cool lightweight tripod that holds a fair amount of weight. They introduced the helium tripod a few years ago before COVID, um, for the mighty mount but now they have the larger version to handle the mx and the me mounts um as well so uh you can go over to their website check it out learn more about the series six uh paramounts uh, but all three of them have been upgraded all three can actually handle absolute encoders now and they have a lot of new connection features on them as well so if you're looking for a very nice uh observatory mount or field mount head over to software bisque which is basically bisque.com and you can learn all about uh, the Paramounts and the various offerings that they have uh, for their systems. Uh, Tech was there. If you're not familiar with Tech, that's Telescope Engineering Company. They're based out of Colorado, as is Software Bisque, um, funny enough. Uh, but Tech is very, very well known for the Tech 140. Uh, Tech 140s are a very nice 140 uh, millimeter APO triplet refractor. Um, for a long time, they were the Tech 140 EDs. Now they're Tech 140 Fluorites. Um, but if you're looking for a world-class refractor, um, right up there with Takahashi and Astrophysics and all those tech is one of them. And uh, they actually announced a brand new telescope that they had on the showroom floor. This is the APO 200 FL F11. Um, so if you're really into refractors, this would be the telescope for you. Um, this is a, this was the largest refractor on the showroom floor this year. This is the eight inch or 200 millimeter. It's a doublet fluorite objective. Um, unlike the rest of them, um, most of the time tech has always done triplets. Now they're doing doublets, especially long focal length stuff. Um, this one particularly is F11. So they're kind of going back and doing the homage to the old long focus refractors but obviously having them with a uh, APO doublet objective is very nice. Uh, this telescope is huge, by the way, being F11. It weighs 46 pounds, which is actually quite impressive for how long and big this telescope actually is in person. Um, there also is a 160 F11 that's being prototyped, which is the yellow one on the left. You can barely see it there, um, but that one was also showcased there, but that's a prototype where the 200 I think is actually on their website as available if you wanted to order one. And you can go over to look up tech telescopes. 
But if you're into refractors and you're looking for something big, that's, there you go. Eight inch uh, APO refractor right there. It's a lot of lens, that's for sure. Um, it's a beautiful telescope. I'm sure the planets and the moon are just phenomenal in this, but it's definitely something you're probably going to want an observatory for. Uh, next up is William Optics. Um, William Optics is showcasing their new internal focusing um, uh, refractors, which are very neat. I didn't get to spend really much time with them, and you have to go to their website to learn more, but they actually had a collection of them there. Um, I know that 81, William Optics 81, has been out for a little bit, but it looked like they had some larger ones. I don't know if it was a 100 or a, one, a 90 or 100, the black and red one there in the middle. Um, and then they have the larger uh, black and blue, which I think looks kind of cool. Um, I believe that was 120 millimeter, but those were all on uh, display there at the Woodland Hills booth, which is right next to William Optics. Uh, but they were showing, they were showcasing a lot of their internal focusing, which I believe moves the lens, if I'm correct. I'm not exactly sure, um, but it does not move the back. So your camera stays in one spot. Um, and something inside it actually works. It's kind of like a camera lens, which is really kind of a neat uh, layout. I have not used one. I haven't tried it. Um, but they are showing a new lineup of these in various apertures. So if you're looking at one of those, um, there are new ones coming. And I believe they had a red cap version um, somewhere. I, I saw it somewhere at the show, but it might have been on a tripod or something. But there is a red cap version as well and then the collection of telescopes that you see here as well so um pretty neat different design thinking outside the box but william optics has always been kind of cool that way um but i'm sure the optics on these are phenomenal um as well i don't know how valid they are for visual uh, but they are designed for astrophotography ultimately um, so that's the new internal focusing that you see there all right and last but not least, ZWO. Uh, ZWO had a monster presence at NIAC and NEF this year and announced a bunch of stuff. Um, so first off is the AM3. The AM3 is the smaller brother to the AM5, which I'm sure many of you actually have. These are the harmonic mounts that are out. Um, the AM3 is a little bit smaller. It, weighs about eight and a half pounds payload is 17 and a half pounds and it is compatible with the asi air and all the other products that zwo makes and they were also showcasing these new apo refractors their ff series um which is 65 80 107 and 130s um i'm pretty sure they're just ascar stuff rebranded they're pretty much the same thing um just one has different trim colors um and one says zwo so uh, ZWO is selling their own line of APO refractors now, um, which is basically the same as the Ascar refractors. Um, but it all looks good all put together. And then, of course, they have the lightweight AM3 mount. I will let you know the AM3 is about $500 less than the AM5, and I'm sure it works quite well. Uh, but the price difference is not a big difference um, when you're considering what we're talking about. So it's $1,500 for an AM3, and it is a little over $2,000 US for an AM5 head, and you still have to get the carbon fiber tripods. So um, they are very nice. Uh, 
So definitely, but I know there were people asking for a bigger one, like an AM7 or something like that. So we'll see if they do it. But the AM3 was announced there. Um, it was a cool little thing. Uh, I didn't get to play with it, but if it's anything like the AM5 mount, I'm sure it's very nice. Uh, then you have the ASI 2600 MC Duo. Uh, the Duo is basically with a 2600 with a built-in guide camera inside of the housing. This is very similar to what SBIG did about 20 years ago on the ST and STLs. Um, so basically what it does is it allows the camera, the guide camera to basically be built into the main camera. So there's no OAG, there's no taking up of any back focus or any of that. Um, it really does simplify your setup overall uh, to have the guide camera built in. Um, one thing you do need to be very, very aware of is if you are starting to use filters, particularly narrow band filters, you're going to have more trouble um, obtaining your guide star because your exposures are going to have to be longer. So uh, this is on a one shot color camera only. I did talk to them about the narrow band stuff and uh, they did mention um, that they tested down to seven nanometers and it worked fine. But then if you start working with like an Antlia, which is a five nanometer or slower or five nanometer or narrower filters are probably going to give you a little bit of difficulty on this. So um, it's a cool system. It's a one shot color main camera. And then it's a very sensitive in the IR uh, monochrome guide camera. Um, so kind of a cool setup, bringing kind of an old uh, technology back, um, like what was done with the ST series from SBIG. Um, but it's, pretty cool um i think there are certain applications like rasa and hyperstar that this would be kind of cool to have it on um but yeah your mileage may vary you just have to figure out what if it's going to work for you but kind of a cool system uh the next one was the c star like i said they came out with a bunch of stuff c star s50 um the c star is basically an all-in-one little telescope very similar to like EV scopes and stuff like that, where it's all integrated. It live stacks a little camera in it. Um, it's a little 50 millimeter triplet, 250 millimeter focal length. It's got an IMX 462 sensor, which is a very sensitive in the infrared sensor. Weighs six pounds, got built in autofocus, built in Wi-Fi, and it's all controlled via their app. And it's like 500 bucks. So very impressive actually. Um, it's a small little thing. Doesn't weigh a whole heck of a lot. Has a little tiny tripod that goes with it. Um, I could see a lot of people getting into this um, as a beginner, especially at the price point, and then growing into the astrophotography later. But it's kind of an interesting little thing. Um, would love to play with one. Um, I'm sure they're kind of cool. But uh, that's the Seastar S50. Um, that's starting to come out. All this is on their website as well. And then lastly, but not least, one thing that is not on their website, and every freaking person on Instagram last week when ZWO introduced all this stuff was crying over this. Uh, this is a prototype. Um, this is the CAA, the Camera Angle Adjuster, or basically a rotator that everyone had a heart attack about not having. Um, now, this, again, is a prototype. Um so I don't have all the specifications for it. And I asked because people were messaging me on Instagram while we were there. Um, 
I don't know all the specs on this. Again, it's in prototype. Um, it had 54 millimeter threads and I believe it was 25 millimeter back focus um, for this. Don't quote me on that. If you wanna know more, you need to talk to them about it. I just quickly asked uh, the specifications for it. Um, I don't know if that's going to be the final back focus measurement or not. Um, you'll just have to wait, but obviously they are working on a rotator. There's a picture of it right there. If you wanna know more, go ask ZWO, but all of you can finally get off their back about the rotators. So there it is, it exists. We'll see when it comes out. Um, and it'll probably pop all together with all their other stuff. All right. Um, so that was pretty much all the new cool things that were coming out. And of course, if you ever want to come to Neath, there's always a fun thing that happens on Sunday where a collection of us actually dress up in various things and, uh, do that. So, um, this is Vic, uh, from Stellaview, Karen from Astrophysics, and then our boss, Jeff, um, uh, from Skywatcher. And I thought I had a video somewhere. I do have a video somewhere and I had it up somewhere. Now I don't know where it went. So, um, but anyway, they ran around uh, doing lightsaber fights in the middle of Neath, um, which was quite funny. So uh, we'll see if we can find videos of that and put it up um, on our social media or something like that. Uh, but it was a good time. We had a great time with everyone there from the people who were there to the vendors that were there. It was nice to see everyone. Thank you all for coming out. Thank you for the kind words on the webcast. I appreciate meeting a lot of you. Um, we will definitely be back on the next one. I'm not sure what next year's NEF is going to look like because we do have the eclipse on October 8th. So um, April 8th um, for the total eclipse. So I don't know when NEF dates are going to be next year, but you can keep an eye on their website if you want to know more. Uh, but that's pretty much it for this uh, episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, next week, we're going to have Matt Kaplan and Sarah Alamed from the Planetary Society Radio. Um, they're going to be on with us next Friday. So that'll be kind of cool um that'll be a special guest for the month and uh yeah that's pretty much uh what neef was like i know there's a bunch of questions in here so i'm going to try to dig through them really quick um first one how do a nexus impact collimating compared to f4 um well a nexus coma corrector which is from star arizona is a 0.75 reducer coma corrector so if you put that on a quattro it goes from f4 to f3 pretty impressive. Um, collimating really isn't difficult at all because you're going to collimate the telescope before you put the corrector in anyway. So um, you're going to collimate whatever the main telescope is, whether it's F4, F5, F6, whatever it is, as long as you have a good laser, like a, um, a Hotec laser or a Gladder laser or just a nice laser collimator, collimating a fast telescope is not a big deal at all. Um, so what you're going to do with a nexus is basically collimate your telescope normally and then you're going to pop the coma corrector in the focuser um, so it doesn't matter uh, but just make sure that your collimation is as tight as you can get it and then pop the corrector in there it shouldn't be any more difficult uh, i wonder if the star zona flattener works on the Zena star 73 I don't know. You want to talk to Star Arizona about that. It's pretty universal though, but it might be worth contacting them about it and picking their brains on it. Uh, let's see. Kevin is Skywatcher going to release an AM5 style mount as I would like to buy an EQ6R Pro equivalent with the new style drive. Um, 
there's no information I can give you at the moment. There's nothing that's going to be like an EQ6R in the near future. So if you're on the fence on waiting for a Skywatcher harmonic mount um, versus a EQ6R, EQ6R is what you're going to be getting because there's Neef just happened. I We just unveiled all the newest stuff. So if we announce anything else, you're looking at, I'm not sure at this point. All the good stuff was just announced, so nothing there. Um, I don't have a lot of information on new, new products from Skywatcher as far as what's coming. I do know a few things that are coming, but right now nothing uh, was good enough to release uh, to the public at Neef. Everything was there. Everything that we showed there, that was what was ready to go. Um, we always have new stuff in the works, uh, but there wasn't anything close enough to announce it. So, but yeah. All right, guys, that's pretty much it for today. I don't have anything else. Um, if you want to see Neef, you can always come next year, um, plan accordingly. Um, but it's a fun show to go to. It's great to see everybody. It's great to see all the equipment and you really get a, you really get a good chance to meet, um, everybody there. Um, and get to see all the cool new stuff that just came out. So uh, if you want to know more, uh, please go to the website of whatever company you're interested in learning more about their product. You can always give us a call or email us at support at skywatchusa.com. Be happy to answer any questions for you guys there. Um, other than that, that's pretty much it for today. Um, it is a dark weekend, so I hope you guys get out, do some observing, capture some good images, do your totem shot. Um, but other than that, that's it for today. Thank you all so much. I hope you have a great weekend. Go over to skywatcher.threadless.com if you want some Skywatcher swag. There it is again, all those cool shirts right there. Um, and then you can obviously join us next week for uh, our special guests. Uh, so thank you very much. Uh, have a safe weekend, and we will catch you all next Friday for another What's Up webcast. Thanks, everyone. See you later. Take care. Bye.